Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. It's Monday again. The seventh episode of the RGM Experience podcast. Where do these weeks go? Blah, blah, blah. People always say that, don't they, about time passing fast. A bit annoying, isn't it? Yeah, I hope you're all good. Hope you're all enjoying life. Hope nothing's getting in your way. Hope all your dreams are coming true. <laughs> yeah, welcome to a brand new RGM Experience podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's an absolute pleasure to be joining you again this week through your ears on this podcast. We've got the cover sets, ladies and gentlemen. We have a great chat with them. I'll give you more information on that shortly. Let's have a talk about the week and how it's been. It's been productive and it's been positive. And there's been shoots of improvements across the RGM um, stratosphere, if, that, if, if you can say that. I'll tell you all about it. So I'm, I'm looking at new ways to build up the audiences on RGM always, and I've, I've started learning stuff. I've started trying to get into SEO. Ooh, it's a minefield. So I've bought this plugin for my website. Um, and it basically gives you tips and phrases to use that could be picked out on the internet easier and there's certain techniques that you can use to find new audiences. So I'm trying all that out. Hopefully that... So if you see anything, any mad phrases or you see things worded a bit different, that's probably why. SEO. But it's for it's for the right reasons, really. People are out there on the internet. Searching for music, searching for new bands to find. It's what RGM's all about. So let's find more of you, and if it helps, then all the best, to, all the better for it. So I'm learning new stuff. I'm stretching myself, and I've never really saw the point in SEO before. But when I were down at Psychfest, I was speaking to Nigel Carr from Louder Than War, and he's right into it. So he's got me, he's got me into something new, something technical to learn, something to stretch myself mentally and something to do. I'm going to get Nigel on the on a future podcast, actually. Good lad. Historic magazine, Louder Than War. Get a few ideas from him, I think. Yeah, definitely going to get Nigel on the a future podcast. And another, an, another thing we've been doing, we're, we're always giving our writers feedback. Because a lot of them are new into the industry. A lot of them are... Um, volunteers, we do have paid writers as well um, but the work always continues to try and improve and um, build the skills of our RGM writing team and just wanted to share a good story really one of our writers, Chloe she's, Chloe Mark absolute amazing talent you know, musical talent out there, she's got her own blog Mark's blog Um you know, proficient writer, you know, great. But she has tended to see the best in everything. <laughs> um, so I've challenged her recently to try and write a bit more critically to to offer... The whole thing about RGM, and we talk about this with the cover sets later on, is that we're, we're offering a service at RGM. We're not just here to tell the world that every, everybody's great, because it's not. Um, so I've always been supporting Chloe and, and, and trying to suggest different ways how we can 
how we can write the reviews and be a little bit more critical, but for the right reasons to try and support bands' development and that kind of stuff. And she's, and she, I'm really proud of her. She's been working really hard on this, and you'll see it from her, her reviews. Send her a message online. Just give her some feedback on it because I, I think she's done an amazing job and it's great. And we got an email from one of her reviews just saying uh, that they really appreciated the honest critique feedback uh, from an artist. And they are going to be taking on the feedback, uh, moving into the next single because they did see a value in, in, in that kind of feedback. So it just goes to show. The whole ethos of RGM is to help people and support them. Some people don't see it that way. Fair enough. Whatever. Can't take a bit of feedback. Whatever. Bands can be bands. Artists can be artists. We as people can be, you know, not take feedback well these days. But at the end of the day, it's a gift. So they say in the corporate world. (laughs) But I get it. But we, we want to offer a service at RGM and it's what we do. So that's that. So thank you to Chloe for working hard on that. And um, yeah, just thank you. So we're going to move on to the interview with the lads. The cover sets. Join me down in Dane Bank, Manchester on probably one of the hottest days of the year. It was a while ago now. We've, we, we've had this episode in the bag or in the can, as they say, for a while now. Uh, and they've been on tour recently, they've done all of that. We recorded this just before the tour. Um, but we hadn't spoken to the lads in ages and we wanted to catch up. Uh, and we had a great chat with them. So stay tuned. The interview with the cover sets is coming up very shortly. Do have a look through the archives as well, ladies and gentlemen. For example, this week, the biggest episodes this week have been our Andrew Cushion interview that we did. He's built up so much traction online recently and just doing all the festivals and stuff so people are searching for his name and finding the podcast which is great band photography with Paul legend local Manchester photographer Paul Husband that episode's done really well this week and there's an episode called Dropping a Bollock uh, I'll lead that that one's doing quite well so you can um, delve into the archives and find out what that's all about it's on the last series it's quite interesting the video version of this interview will be live uh, and premieres on the RGM YouTube channel tonight at 6 o'clock. That's if you're listening today on launch day. It will be free and available straight after that, whenever you're listening to this. A lot of people do pick it up in your own time, so Monday's not the biggest day for listeners. Listeners develop and gradu- graduate through the week, so thanks for tuning in, whatever. And, you know, check out the video version. All the latest news is, of course, on the RG, at RGM Pod Twitter page. Thank you. So, so yeah, let we, let, let's join the lads. Enough talking from me. And, yeah, we join, we join down at Dane Bank, and I'm going to shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the cover sets. So remember, you're a singer, so you've yep. got to have a microphone near your mouth to... No cupping it. So we can hear you okay. Yeah. Yeah, there yes, we sir. go. Try me out. Fucking singers. Hey, hard work. One, two. Test. One, two. Oh, that One, sounds two. ace. That sounds ace. Yeah. One, two. That sounds ace. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the first edition of the RGM experience that's outside and with... Real people. Ah. In person. In person, yeah. It's the first one in fucking ages. This feels good. And with the cover sets, guys. It's 30 degrees, and we're happy to be here. Yeah. I don't know about you, Matt. I was going to say, the metre rule is, is gone. It's, <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, we're not in lockdown anymore, so it's no. all good. It's all good. We're just out of lockdown, and it's great to just be around humans again, isn't it? Yeah. We were saying, it's, this is the first real band thing we've done yeah. since... 6th of January 2020, I think. <laughs> really? That far yeah, back? <laughs> yeah, that's the actual date, I think, yeah. On, on the way out, I had to remind myself I was the drummer, and I looked at him <laughs> and said, you're the singer, don't forget. You don't do anything else. Just, you know, Remind ourselves of the roles, yes. and then, yeah, it's just nice to be back doing band things, really. Yeah. Sure, you were saying this is going to be your first band thing back for all this time, so... It's just nice to be back in person, and uh, if you're enjoying this podcast at home, we're in sunny... Dane Bank in Manchester just enjoying a beer and 
just enjoying this weather because you don't get this weather much in Manchester either, do you? No, well, it was a five pound a pint though, yeah. so you're not, I'm not quite Manchester prices, is it? <laughs> but it was all right. But it's <laughs> yeah. nice to be back with you, Carl. Sure. We've gigged and known you for what, four years? Long time, yeah, mate. Yeah. Five years, something I, like that? I wanted to start with that because when it, right at the beginning of a band journey, is is the time when promoters like myself and magazines start getting flooded with emails from people saying you've got to listen to this band you've got to listen to this band and you get it a lot and you can get quite like i don't know it's a privilege to to receive music and to receive um you know new bands being sent to you but sometimes it can be a bit of a pain in the ass because uh, you're just busy um but you know when a band gets sent to you and and and, and i want to talk about the journey of the band I got, I got sent you music and I listened to it and I thought, yeah, there's something about these guys. Even back then, back in the early days of when the, when the band started and your manager badgered me yeah. and we got you on in Sheffield and like that, that can you, what, what are your days, what are your thoughts of, you know, the early days of being in a band at those times and, you know, like getting out of town and just meeting me? I was going to say, <laughs> it's, it feels so different. Yeah. It's, it's hard to try and remember it, obviously, because right, it's okay. been... A year and a half ago since we actually did any sort of things that yeah. are like top level at what we've been playing at. But sure. going back to the early, early days, it was just nice to get out into Manchester. Mm. We we played, our first gig was a, a birthday party right. in a little Glossop, right, okay. uh, Greater Manchester, yeah. for those who are not around yeah. here. And uh, I think we got our first proper gig in, in the centre of Manchester and we were like, mm. boys, this is it. We're, yeah. we're going places. This and it was yeah. like we, we had our parents turn up and stuff. And then to get the call up to go to Sheffield, which yeah. is only an hour away, mm. it was just like it was going. It was like travelling to a European tour for the first time. It was amazing. It was just getting the car, the lads for an hour. Yeah. In a, on a, it was just like it just seems such a long time ago now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's all part of the journey, isn't it? You know, bands of you know, I, I was privilege to speak to Martin Atkins on a previous podcast in the old series who used to be in Pill um, and he lives in Chicago now and he told me, he says there's no guarantee that the people that are going to invest in your band are from the same place as what you are and that, that's yeah. always stuck with me that, so like, like, even when I'm trying to grow RGM I need to get out of Sheffield, I need to get out to Manchester, I need to find new audiences yeah. so uh, how important do you feel that is as a band to, you know, to get out there really into the big old world and well, find new people it's the hardest thing to crack isn't yeah. it like you, a lot of bands crack their hometown and then they never crack anything mm. else but our thing was early on straight we want to get out gig everywhere we can as much as we can yeah. and uh, I think we did a lot of gigs with you didn't we in Sheffield yeah. early doors yeah. and um, it, 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 it's where you cut your teeth like, it's, mm. where you, it's where you sort of make your mistakes and, and like we played to a lot of empty rooms didn't we yeah. but, but then eventually you build up and the next time you see a few more people come mm. and I think a lot of bands forget how important it is to get out and, yeah. and sort of try and sell tickets up and down the, the country and, yeah. and it, it, in, in the long run it helps you out a lot I think so, so when bands really so back four years ago for you guys and you, you're established Manchester band now and you've got this tour uh, you know going on <laughs> um, so when you first started and, you, and you're doing these gigs and bands watching this looking for tips and stuff when they when they're watching this content um, you've got to cut your teeth somewhere you've got to you've got to be prepared to pay, play the odd uh, empty room now and again and just play to the other bands that are on you've got to get out there and meet new promoters meet new people meet new fans and just spread the world word in any way possible and just risk it costing you a bit of money every now and again just to get out there as well and yeah, it's important yeah. yeah and i think um our one rule we've always said is you get something out of everything yeah. if you do it right in music and uh like whether it's meeting you for the first time or get along yeah. with you because if we were that band who turned up later being ourselves and then left mm. and never spoke to you again we'd never be doing this so no, it's like it's, sure. it's about I suppose leaving an impression-ish or, or being decent and I think it's just being decent isn't it and getting along with people and because yeah. something comes with everything at least you have you meet people then who can yeah. give you something down the line I guess well you, you meet people on the way up too so we were relatively you know new to doing what we do at RGM um, so you know there's you know yeah exactly what you said you know I've met people like the first car interview I did with John McClure at Red and the Makers, that opened up opportunities for me to interview Sean Ryder and do new series as a podcast and, you know, just create this content and this vibe that I'm, try I'm trying to push out on RGM. So, you know, just, just be nice to people on the way up because it's a small community, the music industry. And everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And you only realise that slightly later on. But if you... You yeah, can realise that too late though, you can't can, you? You can, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, we're, we're doing all right, aren't we? Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, we, early doors, we found that out mm. because I'm not going to mention any names, but we've come across one or two bands where, yeah. to this day, they're not even a band anymore. Go on, name them then. Uh, no. <laughs> I no, I okay, fair I enough. can't, I can't do it. If, if <laughs> Red the, rag to a bowl, man. If, if they're watching, still dreaming about a music career, <laughs> which they don't now have. Um, no, but we, yeah. still to this day, we comment about them and we say, oh, remember such and such a band because yeah. they, they, they had such a lasting impression in, with us for the bad, wrong yeah. reasons. Sure. But I could mention so many other bands, what we've worked with, and promoters as well who have been yeah. really good to us and fair to us. Who have turned up on time? They've they've looked after us. Bands yeah. included with this, and it's just like, just be decent. Mm. It's not hard. Just be nice. Turn up on time. Do what you're told, and it'll help you out yeah. so much more. Sure. But I'll, I'll say that though, Carl. I think we were half an hour late today, weren't we? So. <laughs> well, it's fine. I had a, I had, I had a breakdown about the car anyway, and nearly had to rearrange and all that. I've had my own little melt. But this is part of it, isn't it? It's the music yeah, industry. Nothing's yeah. nothing really goes to plan. No one's reliable in the music no, industry. No, 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 no. So I, I'd consider you guys now too too big, really, for the kind of stages that we do because you've you've progressed as a band over the last few years. Um, so how how are you feel feeling? How does it feel to you guys now to be progressing through the industry and having your own tour all over the country, headline gigs and your Manchester gigs, and you know selling out Manchester gigs is standard now. You're at a different level to where I promote. I, I I'm always going to specialise in the grassroots bands, and when it gets to tours and that kind of stuff, there's other people that are better at that than me. So I'm staying in my little niche, and I feel like you guys have progressed up past my little stage. Um, how are you finding the next level? Well, very nice of you to say. I think um, we are. Uh, I think certainly I get imposter syndrome slightly. I would. I, oh, I'd, I never, I'd never day. say. Um, I'd never say we were too big for that though. I think we'd always we'd always eat always up a, yeah. a, a Sheffield <laughs> gig or anything like that. Always, all day. <laughs> and uh, I don't think we'd ever put ourselves above that. But um, it. The thing is, and I heard Chris Martin say it from Coldplay, yes. and uh, and it stuck with me because he says he doesn't quite feel like they've made it yet. Right. And and. Uh, I thought, ah, oh, shit, because <laughs> in a way, he I know, has made, I, it, I has made oh, it. He has Christ. made it. But in a way, I know, I know what he means because, and I don't yeah. know what he means, but yeah. in a sense that for us, it was always like, right, we set yeah. a target two years ago that we wanted to sell uh, eighty tickets anywhere in the UK, mm. and and like we've, for this tour, we've smashed that twice, like wow. doubled it. Yeah. And it's like, I know it's not a lot, but it, it is. You, it's a massive achievement. It is. That. But as soon as you get there, you go. Wish we could, what can we sell yeah. out next? What can we do? So you never yeah. quite feel like you're settled, do you? You never quite feel like you've you're where you want to be. But um, well, the bands in the bands a business as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, it, it's a natural progression for to always want a bit more and you know keep looking for that next opportunity as well. I think. Yeah, and uh, I don't. We never really had a roadmap, have we? But we just sort of. We, I think we just surprised ourselves. We just. We just. Yeah. Fluke it to be honest, because because we fake it till you make it yeah. to the end, lads. Because we, we go, we look at the tickets and go, bloody hell, we sold, we sold it out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is just the music industry. If for yes. anybody who doesn't know, it's just pure fluke. We've we've put yeah. a couple of gigs on. They've actually done pretty well. We're yes. sat at home going, fucking hell, boys. It's like, where's that come from? People actually know us in Southampton. That's amazing. And it's yeah. like, yeah. it just does kind of come out of nowhere. But we've we've always kind of said we'll we'll keep going and keep going and keep going yeah. as long as we're progressing. And at the minute, we're at such a good, like, medium level where we've still got so much more to give and we've mm. got so much more to do. And we've, yeah, fair enough, we've sold Death Institute out in Manchester, yeah. which is great, but there's bigger venues. Yeah. There's many bigger venues. So it's like, we'll always be looking, going, right, what's next? We're already mm. planning future things. And it's just like, right, we're going to just keep pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves. So I can sort of agree with Chris Martin, to be fair. But it's hard you know work. I mean? <laughs> and it paid off for the Sherlocks. They did a similar kind of thing. They started off from real grassroots like you guys. Yeah. And just gradually every tour just booked slightly bigger venues for the next tour. Yeah. And just kept touring and touring. And it, and it organically just happens. And yeah. people bring the mates who came to your last gig at the next gig. And it just grows, doesn't it? I'd say, if anything, that's like, I think our favourite word, organic. Because we have, like, yeah. we've never had... We had a manager when we started out, and it wasn't—he was—he was 
he'd never been a manager before. It was yeah. like a mate of ours, basically. And we don't. He's the one that got me into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we thank him for that. Nice and, and he got us nice off the ground. But obviously, like, we, we parted ways eventually. We love him to mm. bits. But um, we've never had any help from any labels or anything like yeah. we've never like the, we've never put any money into the band it's always paid for itself and, yeah. and like i think that's our what i'm proud of although we might not have had someone who's bumped us up levels it's mm. like we've at least climbed we've, we've dragged ourselves through haven't we and we've pulled ourselves yeah. up uh, as much as we can and that's if anything that's what i'm most proud of that we've done it organically yeah. i think yeah sure i feel like we started sorry i feel like we started off early doors and we grafted so when it came mm. to gigs and some people would disagree with the way we think we, we did things at, at the start but well, uh, in, what, in what way so at the start, we just wanted to gig and gig and gig. Yeah. And so there were some people who turned around and said, if, if you want to start selling tickets, you know, you need to build it up in Manchester or you need yeah. to like wait a couple of months before you, you, you put on another gig. But mm. we were like, but nobody knows who we are. We want to jump on as many support gigs as we can. Mm. We want to, even if there's 15 people, 20 people there, we might do a gig, two of them might come yeah. another time. And then we do another gig and two or three of them might come and it slowly, slowly builds yeah. up. So I think... That's another thing that I think as a band we're quite proud of is we have done the graft early doors. Yeah. So now it does it does flow. You, you start getting the early, you know, like the early people coming in, following you wherever you go. And then they bring a friend and tell a friend and bring a friend. And then now it's like it seems to be flowing so much smoother and yeah. quicker when it comes to releasing tickets for gigs and stuff. So do you think about it a lot more now? You're more picking choosing on what you accept more efficient as a band really yeah yeah absolutely like we we like i said going back to our like what we've mm. set as goals and targets and stuff we wouldn't ever go backwards we only look to go forward so it's like now we've done this tour we've sold out tickets we want to look at the next time we do mm. this we want to try and sell 50 more tickets everywhere else we go or 100 yeah. more tickets so we just keep pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves but I think it's the best way to be. You've got to be positive with it. You've got to be... Yeah. yeah. You know. and, but also, though, I think there's that bit of us which is like just gig, gig, gig. Like, we yeah. get emails at the minute, like, do you want to come do Southampton on a Tuesday night for 80 quid, which won't even cover petrol. It's yeah. like, we're still like, can we do it? Like, because I think mm. we just... That's what that's what you do it for, isn't it? And yeah. I think you can get so caught up in it being a business and trying to make money, where actually, it's just about gigging and having a good time, yeah. isn't it, really? And, and yeah. if the rest follows, then so be it. So how do you find it on a personal level? Do, do you have to work still and... Yeah, you know, fitting touring and things around work. How does that? How do you work it, through all that? Well, I saw someone stuff. say the other day about the biggest part of being in a music industry is pretending that you don't have peasant jobs, <laughs> and uh, I totally agree. And we all we all work, yeah. and um, and and it's hard because life comes calling a bit, mm. and and it, I think you see one thing we said the other day is that all you have to do is outlast other bands yeah. because they just drop like flies. Yep. and and I suppose COVID's not helped, but yeah. um. Yeah, we all work and, and it becomes tough because like we to tour now we have to book time off and yeah. it's like not that you ever want to admit that to people in a way but it's like because you, you don't earn enough money in the music industry yeah. to 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 do it full time until you reach a very high point. Yeah. Um. But we do it because we love it, don't we? Yeah. I was going to say you don't see Chris Martin booking off his uh, <laughs> his weekend shift at Sainsbury's suit <laughs> yeah. to go. Sorry, boys, we're just playing Wembley this weekend, yeah. but we're at that stage unfortunately where it it doesn't pay for itself like personally we can't yeah. really take anything of it which i think i'm quite proud of as well for us because everything we do earn goes straight back into us so yeah. i think it, it, it just keeps itself going it you know we don't lose out any money on it but yeah. unfortunately we do have to have as chris would say peasant job <laughs> <laughs> but we still live the rockstar lifestyle at yes. weekends it's just through the week we're working the nine to five and <laughs> and stuff people don't know who you are on the trams and you're looking yeah. going oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> But, yeah, but it's, it's the holy grail, isn't it? You know, just being able to make a living for music yeah, is must be just the holy grail. Because from streaming and all that kind of stuff, the argument's being had about how much artists get from streaming, but it can get your music out to a worldwide audience. That's Spotify's argument, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and they might pay you point zero 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 six for each fucking stream or whatever <laughs> you get. Um, so that's a music out there in the world is never going to create enough income for you all to pay your rent. No, so the, the music industry is a bit of a t-shirt selling business as well, isn't it? With yeah, merchants having an identity out there, how how do you manage that side of it? I, yeah, it is the a boring. Side it, 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 no, the it is a t-shirt. Yeah, I, you know what? I think we're that's where we fall down because when it comes to the business money making side, we're that's yeah. where we sort of get bored a bit. Yeah, and uh, I think it is. You're right though. It is about selling merch, and and uh, you're never going to make money off your streams. But I agree with what you're saying that it, it is a. I don't want to say a double-edged sword, but the, the the beauty of it is, is that we have listeners in Brazil and in mm. in 
Argentina and stuff, which we'd never have if, we were, yeah. if that didn't exist. So I kind of take that as it is. And, and music is free now, isn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. Music yeah. isn't something you pay for anymore. And, and that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like ultimately the, they all come hand in hand. The, yeah. the people like, I think people want to back you as a band and people want to yeah. help you and people want to buy your t-shirts and that works for us. And we, yeah. we never like to plug things hard. We, we price our tickets cheaper than we're told to for tour because we want people yeah. to be able to come. Mm. And like, and I think it's criminal when you see bands at our level charging 15, 20 quid a ticket. Yeah. Like we, our tour is eight, eight pounds yeah. and we did it because, and I remember having a chat about it. We did it because it's like, we know what it's like to be students or whatever mm. and like not be able to afford anything. And we're like, fuck it. If, if it's eight quid then come see us yeah. you know what I mean and, and I think that's maybe we fall down a little bit but yeah. it's always been about just the music for us as opposed to anything else the, I was going to say just going back to uh, saying music's free obviously Spotify is not a lot nowadays everybody has Spotify everybody has Apple Music but we once found out that somebody has been downloading our music illegally and I think we celebrated we were like yes, <laughs> yes we made when, it. when somebody's going out Someone's of their way to it. try and get M- mp3 downloader <laughs> or open like the good old days <laughs> to get our music we were like we've done well here boys we've smashed this because like Chris said when it comes to the Spotify streams people who are not in the music industry don't realise how little we get from it mm. but it's just it's not a money making no. thing for us it's a Spotify you know it's but it's just nice that our music can get everywhere it's available everywhere like Chris said we've got play, people commenting all the time especially on um our YouTube from Brazil being like we love yeah. you in Brazil come to Brazil and it's like okay. we can barely get One to lead sometimes <laughs> like, yeah. we can't just nip over to Brazil for the weekend but we'd love to yeah. but it, it, it it's like accessible that way so well, it's, you, you, you say it's all about the music and stuff but you're in it for the long haul aren't you you're yeah. passionate about it you want you want it to be you want to reach that holy grail of you know having a career out of it don't you and where's where's that passion stem from I genuinely don't know. I think it's just getting a product that works. I think you don't see like, in particularly in your band, you know, you don't get the odd one that leaves every now and again, like you do with, with bands. You are a tight knit yeah, community, and you, do you still live together? Yeah, we still live yeah. together. We're living in Manchester, and we've got plans yeah. for the future to still live there. And it's, if anything, it's quite like a bit of a band's dream. Many yeah. people always go, oh, "That's so cool!" Like you're in a band and you're living together, and it's like, is it a bit like Sesame Street? <laughs> Just a little bit. It's like the monkeys of anything. We're all together. We just pop up every now and again with it. Yeah. We're all joining in with the music. But no, it's it's that's in itself a dream. Like yeah. that's we never thought when we started this band that we'd be living together in the yeah. middle of Manchester. We have a band room downstairs that we spent a lot of money on. Yeah. That is such a cool place to just be in and make music, and it's sure. been so handy for us, especially over lockdown as well. Yeah. I think we did it a week before, so it's like we've spent so much time down there just making music, writing music, and so many bands never get to achieve that because obviously like they never really get to live together or mm. they live in different places or so in itself that's a bit of a dream but yeah, yeah. And I, I've got something to add Matt I th- <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree though Carl like for us it's like it is in it for the long haul and yeah. like we um I don't know we just I, don't, I think it's our we've all agreed it's our purpose yeah like we don't want to stop like we, we actually don't want to and I can't see if if I didn't have the band in my life then I don't think I'd be in I don't think I'd do anything yeah. like and, and uh we want to make it and we just I think we've we've lived together so long now like we don't have abandoned arguments or anything like because we, we just like best pals don't we all of us well that's now, what I'm going to ask like, living together yeah who's, who's, the, who's the most annoying one out of you living when you live, live together me go on, go on. <laughs> i'm just 100 energy all the time i think oh, okay. it's the drummer just thing i think out, it is Jesus. i think it is I, is he always tapping in that on the show yeah, yeah, I, yeah, have, yeah. I have my moments but it's just like when chris comes back i'm like what are you up to <laughs> do you do something? i'm just like and i'm still trying to live my student life still even right, though i'm 24 okay. now i'm getting old okay i'm still like do you want to go out do you want to get a beer do you want to yeah. you know yeah 42s whatever but no it's it's great living together um like we don't have real band arguments anymore we don't really yeah. have every now and again we have a bit of a you know a, we've got our own opinions and it's we'll always have a little bit of a natter every now and again yeah. with it. but the main thing is like the washing up but I, f- I think we're even past that now i think yeah. we've all decided like we've lived here for a year and a half now forget it i can't be yeah. asked with it i'd say we are you were dying to get the mic are, come on tell us we are 
No, I'm saying we're <laughs> fucking boring, Carl. Like we are. Like honestly, like, I I think people think it's a certain way that we wake up and sing top drawer. We come out of the right, out okay. the, the shower in the morning, but honestly, yeah. we just sort of wake up like, all right, all right, <laughs> bad practice tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we're just like getting drunk every night, yeah. smashing them back, being like, that's right, another banger. Let's go for the next Wonderwall, and it's not. Matt Matt Hewlett, the guitarist, he's in bed by half nine. Yeah. Like he's going to bed, going, I've got work early in the yeah. morning. Jamie's there, just cracking on doing what he's doing. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty. Boring. What does Jamie do? So Jamie's. Does uh, anybody know? No, we just see him. Pa- yeah, I was going to say we just see him on the stairs every now and again. Oh, okay. Go, all right, mate, and that's it. That's, yeah. I don't even know his second name. Um, no, he's a he's a music producer. So he's at home cracking on, and uh, we actually have another housemate nobody really knows about. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a bit of a bit of a myth. Nobody's really seen him. We've not really seen him to be fair. And he lives above Jamie's room. Now Jamie's a producer, and he doesn't sleep. He's nocturnal. So he's up till four or five in the morning. And all you can hear throughout the house is just a metronome, just like, <laughs> just like, poor Andy, who lives above him, yeah. has to sleep through that. Jesus. And you just, you, we've got, oh, we have a, every now and again when he's recording something or someone, we have a, a reamp day uh-huh. where he uh, sets up the, the amps to the loudest yeah. volume yeah. and blast it through the house. So it's like, yeah. we'll go out for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to the pub or something. We'll disappear. I think he's been doing it today, actually. But. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got like a heavy metal band in at the minute. So oh. this is why we're here, to be honest. It, oh, okay. it was either that or come see you. And so we thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So we're avoiding yeah. them. We're good with our neighbours, though. Our neighbours like us, luckily. We've uh, not had any Ed, we love you, Ed. <laughs> so what, what's it like? Um... God, what, what were we going to say then? I had a right good question. Was it about my voice? How good I am? No, it's about. The, no, uh, do you know what? Good looks. You, do you know when you, you know when there's a cover set, when there's some new music or there's an announcement coming out. Bands like to announce that they've got an announcement, don't they? Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a bugbear of mine. I'm a bit bored. Announcement of, seven p.m. Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be massive. I'm a bit bored Big, of biggest one yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Yeah. And it's usually a new single or a gig that's yeah. happening, isn't it? Bands, stop doing that. Be more imaginative. I'm bored of seeing that to death. Shit. <laughs> You're going to have to rethink <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> no, I mean, but, you, but you, you don't need that through cover sets. You, you know when there's Fuck something... Hello. <laughs> Thanks, we're in mate. a beer garden. We're in the real, a beer. We're, we're in the real world. Um, so the... Can we bleep that? <laughs> you know when there's a cover set single out because the branding's there. That How did you, like, come across, like, the how, how you've marketed yourself online with that kind of stuff. What we do is, uh, my a friend from home called Carl Thompson is an artist. Yeah. So what we do is, I text Carl and I say, we're putting a single out on the 6th of August. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and uh, we need artwork. This is what yeah. the song's about. Here's a song. Can you do it? And he texts me back a week later saying, here it is. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable yeah. piece of masterpiece. Yeah. And we go, sound. Nice one. And then we just, <laughs> just post it. <laughs> And I'd sometimes I'll say, can we maybe make it a bit like this? Yeah. But he's just a genius. Yeah. And uh, if we don't have Carl, we lose all our identity because he does oh, all okay. our branding. Like he, yeah. he doesn't do the branding, but we brand ourselves off his artwork for yeah, each sure. single. So that's been a big thing of ours. Like we try and rebrand for every every mm. new song we do, and and it's getting harder the more we go. But well, I was speaking to the Red Red Rum Club, and they they're on the third album now, just coming out. I'm not sure when this podcast's going to be out. So I don't know if the album's out, but they they they're doing really well at online stuff and creating individual identities for each different stage of the career so yeah. like first album looked completely different to the third album and it just looks great that and i'm just wondering how you how bands manage that because it's it's one of the hardest things to do to stay alive online particularly through the pandemic where everybody's had to do something it's just with us it's chris's yeah. creative genius yeah. we just we give good, him an good, hour good he, old go, chris. he goes into his room for an hour and the next minute there's a tweet just banged yeah. up i see it on my phone i didn't even realize he was tweeting tonight i just <laughs> see it on my phone i go I rate that. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll send a screenshot to the chat going, yeah. good banter that, that's good. Yeah. But g- going back to what uh, Chris was saying about Carl and our artwork, we actually do drop hints when we're about to release some mm. new music and we, we basically have a border or we have, we change the colour. Yeah. We've done it throughout, everything's black and white on our Instagram, yeah. for example. Uh, and then we'll change the colour or mm. we'll put a border around it. And every now and again, you get a comment being like, oh, new music's coming. Like people have started you know, to click on. Yeah. So if you don't already know, when there's a border or it's changed colour, <laughs> there's new music coming. <laughs> this is an ex- announcement <laughs> Friday, 7pm. Biggest one yet. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> but do, do you agree with me with that? It's, it's quite, it, yeah. it's unoriginal. A lot of bands are doing it just because they don't know yeah. what, else, what else to do no, as well. I agree. Anyway. I agree. But also it's like, I, you get, I think because when you're releasing a song, 
so for example, when we finish the song, you have it's to leave it. It's not the end of like, the world, bands, by no, the way, no, to no. do it. You know, no. and I'm about to stand up for you. You have to. Bands at home going. Yeah, you have to wait like four or six weeks before you can actually release it because you have to put it on Spotify and mm. things. So by the time you've ha- you've finished it, you've been working on the fucker for about three months. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, Friday, come on, I'm about to tell you this. Like, I've been thinking about this for months. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, I agree, and maybe there's more ways of being original for sure. Yeah. I'm still sure. going to do it for the next one, though. No, well, no, and I'll tag you as well. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Tag me. I'll share it. It's, it's all good. I'll share you and take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> so, life after lockdown. Here we are. We're out in the big old world. We're in a beer garden. Uh, the real world has just attempted to... Uh, I might go back to Zoom after that little thing that happened then. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get <laughs> no that way. in the Zoom call, no, do you? I, 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 you know, it's... You know, people are just excited to see these things happening again, mm. aren't they? I don't think we've ever been heckled on an interview before. <laughs> we have Derby, 2017, 18. Go on. That was, no, that's it. I think oh, someone just okay. shouted something. Not quite as yeah. good as him, but oh, we have okay. been heckled a few times. He's thought about that. He was waiting for the day. Th- yeah. His life is complete now. <laughs> he's yeah. always wanted to say that, you know. He follows us around every gig. He's <laughs> fucking well annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so, like, you know, the, this tour's happening at the minute, you know. Um, what, what, what are you, what's in the pipeline for after this tour that you're on at the minute? Just the boring bit, a bigger tour? Another uh, tour, yeah. 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 A bigger tour. Because uh, we, we've um, sold out almost five of the seven gigs. Yeah. One being wow. Southampton, which is mad because we've never played there before. Lads, Thanks, mate. It, yeah. You deserve it. Thanks. And so it's like, now it's like, right, let's go. Because yeah. we had so much momentum before mm. we stopped and it, we've kind of lost that bit and like okay. dipped. And uh, So now we just want to absolutely yeah. plough through and like see if we can just lift it. Because I think we're all now like, let's break now. Like, let's yeah. let's smash it now. Let's like jump up a level. Like, yeah. And we're up for it. So it's just a, just more tour. We released two songs last year, and that's yeah. not really good enough. So we've yeah. got like a lot of music planned as well, and we'd, we've written like albums right. in lockdown. So we're like we're good to go. I, 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 do you think you'll do an album? We've got one, but yeah. um, but whether we'll do it or we'll split it up, I don't know because music's weird now, isn't it? But we'd love to. Like we've we've got one start to finish, titled Red, and everything. Red Rum Club are a perfect example of the right way about doing an album. But on previous podcasts, I've had chats with people would saying. You know, it's it's a lot of work, an album, and once you've released it, all that work kind of like fades after yeah. a few weeks, and yeah. then you, and then you've got nothing. Where if you break, if you if you release a, like three or four EPs, you might get more from that. That's where, exactly it. Yeah, where, that's exactly it. Where do you guys stand with that? With what? I don't know what I'm trying to say, but no, where, no, where, no. You know what I mean? Well, certainly at the minute, it, without getting too depressed, it feels <laughs> like you release a song and it dies after a week. Yeah. Because things are just disposable now, yeah. and, and no one really hangs on to anything. So that's the reason why an, an album. One, I don't know, we could afford it, and two, and mm. then you put it out, and then that's twelve songs. And then if, if mm. it does really well, it goes really well. But if it doesn't quite hang on because we can't yeah. afford the PR or anything for it, then yeah. it dies a bit. So I think that's maybe the mindset we're in. Of hang on, let's break this up, and then mm. eventually, when we're at a point where we're at our peak, yeah. we can do an album, and it will have that effect then we'll do it i think i think it's one of yeah. the things we because you don't want to get your first album wrong do you no. you want to get it right as once in, it's out there it's out there absolutely as an independent artist as well we haven't really got backing apart from what we do off our own back so yeah. it's like if we were to release an album and we put it out there and for example we had some backing yeah. we'd at least it get places and but the worst thing would be to like chris said release 12 songs and it just to fade away and i think that'd yeah. be gutting because we've worked hard on these some of these songs we've worked on for a couple of years and we've kind of gone no yeah. we'll hold off we'll hold off yeah. it's, it's too good that we'll, we'll we'll hold off we'll and it's like imagine if we just released it yeah. and it's like ugh. whereas i think we've valued the the option of going for the eps like we've done a couple yeah. we've got plans for the future a couple of singles here and there but i think eps are the way to go yeah unless you know it's gonna take off but Sure. There's just no guarantee, is there, really? No. Uh, we don't know. We've said so many times, like bands have come to us and said, "What? how how do you get your music on the indie list? Or how yeah. do you do this? Or how do you do that? And we look at them and go, our guess is as good as yours. Like, yeah. like there's no formula that yeah. we know to success. Otherwise, we would have done it by now and so yeah. many others. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bit lucky sometimes, I think. But, but how, how have you found that like, the, the next progression is... Probably from my point of view is like, um, is the, the the bigger promoters that take generally a higher percentage of the ticket money, but they can get you bigger gigs and potentially higher, bigger audiences. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you might go that way with it, or are you going to stay 
Um, I, I, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say yeah, without I know, naming names? I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's one of them, like, we'd, every option that ever comes in, we'd always have a look at and go, what's yeah. best for us? And it's like, even if, even for us at the minute, because obviously we're not taking money personally anyway, yeah. so it's like, even if the band had to take a little bit of a dip in money mm. or we don't get paid for it yeah. but we get offered a big gig we've done that so many times where yeah. somebody's offered us a big gig for example the Sherlock's yeah. like, we didn't get much from that apart from having to support them yeah. and that was more than enough we don't we don't want yeah. money for that we like, we don't benefit from that what we did benefit from was paying, playing a sold out gig for them sure so and, it was like and the Leeds Arena thing is that a similar kind of thing as well well, Leeds Arena thing was slightly different. We actually, I think we applied for a competition um, okay. and we put our name forward and we sent a video off with a song or something and they ended up coming back and awarding us most exciting band of 2018, was it? <laughs> that thing is was. It, is it that long ago? I'm yeah, man, and that's <laughs> depressing. That's God, depressing. That's but like, we, we, it feels like yesterday, but like we, we yeah. sent it off and we forgot about it and then we got an email like, yeah, you've won. And we're like, oh, nice one. Uh. And then we sort of like, well, we read it and it was like, yeah, you can play Leeds Arena. We were like, Okay. All right, yeah. all right, and then we sort of got there, and it's like, oh, this is quite serious. Yeah. And then it was like the radio awards, like the Arias. You must know yeah, that yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. or something. So, um, the Arias, and then we met like Tony Hadley and Sophie Alex yeah. Bexter and stuff. And I've dined out on that ever since. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm on that all the time. Everyone I meet who's slightly older, you in a you in, yeah. a, you in a pop band. I'm like, do you know Tony Hadley? Yeah, love me. So yeah, that's <laughs> what we do. Well, what was it like just playing the bigger stages? Was it hard? Because I, I, I've spoke to bands that have, you know, on the way up, and then they, they used to play in the smaller stages, but then you get this big, massive stage, and everybody's too feels too far apart yeah. from each other. A or little they, bit, or, but or the sounds completely different because you've got to rely on your monitors. Yeah, for us though, like we were up for. It. I think that for me was a moment when I was like, you know, we could do this. Like we could take it that far. Yeah. I think I think we supported Sherlock's on the Leeds Arena on the Friday, Sherlock's yeah. on the Saturday, wow. and like proper good weekend for us. Yeah. And uh, I remember playing Leeds Arena like you know what like we could do that like yeah. we could and like I think you step up to it do you know what I mean like mm. and obviously it takes a little bit of adjustment but yeah, yeah. the whole thing and like the biggest stage is that we had pyro and stuff and I was like oh, we right, could okay. we could like definitely I do can that deal with that I was going to say going back to the pyro they didn't tell us about that no. <laughs> so <laughs> we were we, we were in front of <laughs> we were, we've got like Ronan Keaton in the audience yeah. right and he's there at the front going away on his guitar next minute these pyro shoot <laughs> up everybody's like what's going on it was it was amazing but yeah. I I, I I'm at the back. I just watch what okay. they're doing. Yeah. But in in terms of like, obviously I've seen them on small stages, I've seen them on big stages. Yeah. I feel like we filled it quite well. I feel yeah. like we did very well. And we got there first, I think. So we got let centre stage yeah. as well. Tony Adley's over there in the corner he somewhere. <laughs> and, the, and the other band were in the corner and they were like, no, you're centre stage. And we were like, nice. what? Like, that's unbelievable. But it, what did Tony say to you after watching you? Gold. No, <laughs> <laughs> Best, wait, re- best reply. I've, I've been waiting to say that for years. Yes. Um, no, he he didn't say much. He didn't he didn't care for us. Did he not? He likes his G, he likes his G and T. Okay. He had a um. Can I say this? He had his um. Yeah, every, every gig you have a it's his RGM. Anything goes. You can say anything, mate. He had, you know every, if you do a big gig you get like a runner so like someone yeah. gets your stuff. So okay. our one we just said come in eat your dinner with us like we don't yeah. need anything. We got some Harry Bows. Tony Hadley had G and Ts but he didn't have any lemons, so he sent the runner off to well, Tesco to get me did. sliced lemons so they bought back yeah. I think it was like frozen lemons or something so he was like no 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 so he sent him away again Fuck to get yeah. fresh sliced lemons <laughs> for his G&T's yeah. so he weren't going to okay. play and I'm there thinking we got this all wrong like we should be going right get us fucking <laughs> oh, we'll only drink Peronis or something I think at one point we asked for a table because yeah. we had a, our sound guy Daryl love him to bits he comes everywhere uh, he came and was like I'm going to video it for you and we've actually done like a, a for our single wild yeah. we did like a behind the scenes of the area so you can kind of see what it was about and he filmed it all and he was like oh, i could really do with a table so we kind of went excuse me is it all right if we could just get a table and they were like table yeah. table yep table <laughs> and they literally got a table in out of nowhere and we we're going jesus we could we could really we could really do well here. <laughs> yeah. and then we speak to the other bands and they'd sent their runners off to get them like fresh pizza and like pizza express oh, and stuff okay. and we were like why could, we should have just had a pizza i know and, but and it's, just it's not us it's not us we had haribo and some beer and no, we were we were actually in the um like in the crew canteen uh, and all the crew were there and we're sat there just having a bit of a chat and all these other bands are living it up having pizza express yeah. delivered to them and they wanted the menus and the, the some of them weren't even allowing the the runners to go in the room the manager yeah. was like not for us we were like get in here with us we actually had two of them they were brothers um <laughs> and we got them in the room yeah Crack a beer, you yeah. know. We got a full fridge here. We got grapes in there. Help we're, yourself. We're gonna get you sacked tonight, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> literally. And they were, and they were, it, it was 
kind of sad to see because they were yeah. so grateful for us to just go come in and have a beer and hey lads he's back hey, he's back you, you, you don't get this on fucking zoom <laughs> live television yeah, i'll say right that wasn't really funny the first time the second time yeah, it really did get to, to me to do the same again the second yeah. time yeah okay but no yeah it was yeah. nice wasn't it it was yeah. and uh, we'd love to be back at Leeds arena and yeah. i think we peaked too early 2018 nah yeah yeah no it, it's great that like, you're, you're still humble you're still out there still loving it you're in it for the right reasons you're doing it your way which i really admire thanks uh, and I think it's you know it works for you. Um, it pay, it's paying off for you, and and I just wish you all the best for the future. And we're going to be keeping a Thanks, we're going to be keeping a close eye on what you're up to at RGM lads, if that's yes. all right with you. Well, before we go, I've got What's loads that? to pick. Go on. Um, and I love RGM reviews, but I remember on. once we got one from you um, about <laughs> Top Draw, and okay. and I, I remember it to this day because he says the lad says <laughs> I can confidently say this is not the music of their hearts. It feels like they've sold out. And that's oh, our wow. only song that's got nearly a million streams. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> no, I, I, I always ask for feedback on reviews and that kind of stuff. No, we um, like it. No, we like it. It's like, a, like a, a, an honest review is a good review, genuinely. Well, what I insist on all the writers on RGM is to be as honest as possible. Yeah, but if you're going to be honest, try and give some uh, support to the band as well. Yeah. Um, and he did to be fair to him he did to be fair to him did they yeah he did go on okay he said uh, he said we were great he said singer's good looking yeah, drummer's okay. alright song shit <laughs> but I, I think that shows the integrity of RGM a little bit because I know you guys people might sometimes accuse us of you know you, you know this band you're going to give them a favourable yeah, review yeah. there's none of that that goes on in nah, RGM it no. don't matter if we know you or not and I get and I personally get stuck in the middle of things like that so when I, I've got a band coming up in Manchester that's playing and they didn't get a good review at all and it put me in a bit of a weird position where I'm stuck in the middle. But that's a, just a good example of showing that w- with RGM, there's no favouritism. If you send, if you apply to be, or if you PR people send us your music to get reviewed, we are going to be honest with it with you. And that that's our that's our integrity. You've got that as a band. Yeah, and it's, it's the it's way music, to be. Isn't it? Like you can't. And it's, you can't and win it's them subjective all. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like like someone something like your song, someone's going to love it. Like yeah. and uh, that's that's what it's about. Like and, yeah. and uh, we eat that up. And you always remember the, the reviews that that don't like you, you can't remember the good ones can you never remember the good ones but that's part of it and like uh yeah it just made me laugh at the yeah time. that's cool yeah. That's all right. i accept i accept that feedback i was gonna say it does show like the integrity for yeah. rgm because i think I, I think it was another one i'm again i'm not mentioning any names but I, i've i read one once and i don't think there was much positive outcome of it okay and i remember what like reading it thinking shit like yeah. if that was us i think we'd all go home and cry <laughs> but it it just shows you like there's nothing worse than somebody just blowing smoke up your ass. No. Because they're there. No. And they're going, yeah, they were good. They were fun. And it's like, I'd rather somebody come and say, this was a bit shit. That was yeah. a bit shit. But they did this very well. Yeah. Because then it actually shows you that they, from they it. care. Yeah. But bands can be too and quick in, in like pretending things like that don't happen as well. Yeah. Um, and I, thought, I think that shows a weakness in a band where they just pretend something's not happened because they haven't heard what they want to hear. Yeah, as well, and, and we're not we're, we're just not to try and stroke know, the ego yeah. a little bit. And, it's and, and and there's I'd say 90% of blogs out there are people that are just like the idea of running a magazine, but they don't really have uh, a plan or they don't have the intelligence behind what they're doing to to try and help bands. Where that's what we're trying to do with our gem, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, think it's, it's one I of them. Think. <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a blog, obviously, you've got a understand that you're going to upset some people sometimes yeah and with as a band you're putting your music out to the world yeah you know there's some of the best songs in the world people go nah i don't like it it's shit yeah. and it's like you have to understand that you're gonna get ridiculed for it you're gonna yeah. some people are gonna hate it some people are gonna slag it off but at the end of the day take something from that but you also yeah. do it for the people who want to yeah you know grasp onto it and love it and and, and th- those people that pretend things don't happen tend to fall away after a couple of years yeah. like even in blogs even in bands it's the same thing yeah. people that are in it for the long haul and are passionate about it and don't care if, if, if everything doesn't go their way go further I think Yeah. in life not just music or blogging yeah. in everything that's what it comes down to like being honest with yourself isn't yeah. it? you've got to do being honest like you've got to like what you do at the core yeah. of it and, and uh, it's like us we've got released music that we like and then yeah. the rest stems and I suppose it works for you in the same way yeah. I guess sure well that's a nice positive way to end a podcast lads see you later nice one fucked. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us down at the boozer 
uh, down at Dane Bank in Denton uh, with the cover sets. That's been another edition of the podcast. I'll see you next time. Nice one. Cheers, lads. Who's round, is it, Carl? Mine. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. That was the cover sets, ladies and gentlemen, and you can catch them on tour, of course. They've got a new tour coming up. I'm going to put the link in the description of this podcast, so grab yourself a ticket. I adore these lads. Hardworking. They know what it's all about. Got their head screwed on. They're thinking about opportunities and things that come up and planning ahead. They live together. A great bunch of lads and, you know, I can't urge you enough. If you're looking for some live music, just check out. (laughs) Just check out the lads. Click on the link, it's all there for you. So yeah, this has been a another episode of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, next week on our podcast, we've got The Otherness. One of them was in Berlin when we recorded it. One of them, one of them was in Buenos Aires, Argentina, where they're based. Argentina, I keep saying Argentina. So it's an international flavour next year, and next year, next week, I can't speak. But the podcast's all ready to go. So we'll see you next week. Tune in again. Thanks for everybody for joining us again for another week of this podcast. Do tell your friends if you've enjoyed the show. We'd really appreciate it. And yeah, thanks again. We will see you soon. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.